Welcome to FOP Church Message of the Week. We pray you are challenged by the Word. For more information, please visit www.fhop.church. So, so we're going to tell you today about the, uh, about the last year and a half of our life and, and what's kind of went on and what's happened. And um, I'm going to kind of set it up with, with Scripture here because it's always good. Scripture's always good. Uh, in, in Matthew 13, Jesus tells the parable of the sower. And then he goes to explain the parable. And, and one of the key things that so, like, made it so real to me is, is the parable about the seeds and the seed is actually the word and the enemy comes and it says he comes and snatches away what has been sown so he tries to come and snatch away the word so the last uh, year and a half of our life uh, we've been digging into the word more and more and letting it transform our lives and the enemy has come and he's trying his best to snatch away the word. And it's been, there's, there's so much that we're going to have to skip a lot. Because, I mean, we could sit here, we literally did it last night. It took three hours to tell some friends of ours everything that's going on. So we're going to just, we're going to skip a lot. But it's basically this, something got fired up in us back in South Carolina when we lived there and the Lord started doing a work and he started bringing giving me dreams and giving me visions and giving me dreams of healing and dreams of uh, people being set free and like a lot of stuff and and I I surrendered everything completely I felt like to the Lord and I started digging into his his word and letting him change me and letting his word change me so then we get here into Arkansas. We've been here about three years. And um, the first year we rolled along pretty good and then like trouble started coming. So I'm gonna let Vanessa tell you, cause it, it, was, it was basically uh, a, a, year and a, a year and a half of, pardon my language, Jamie. It was hell on earth for a year and a half. So we're gonna let her start telling some of it. So, um, Wesley was saying back in South Carolina, like the Lord started pouring this stuff in and I, I would see him operate in the gifts of healing, like in our gym, like this has been a lifestyle for us that we've gone after. It's not, not in church. It's a lifestyle, right? We, we try to listen to Holy Spirit when we come in contact with someone and, uh, little did we know what was about to hit us. And, uh, so about a year and a half ago, I was diagnosed with, um, a, a gene that really is not it's really not the importance of the of what really has happened in the last 10 months at this point but um so i was diagnosed with a gene that is a cancer gene and it's it's hereditary right and you go into the doctor's office and it's it's all in the natural and i get that that's culture that's what they see every day you're in oncology you're in all these things and uh, for a woman, it's 88% chance of getting breast cancer, and it's 
like in the 60% chances of getting ovarian cancer among several other cancers. So we're operating in healing. I believe Jesus and everything that he's, you know, he does and whatever. And uh, um, then you get this diagnosis in the natural. And it's like people says he breaks every curse. Okay, yeah, the, the cross does. He does. But um, I've been given this gene. Like, so, so immediately flesh rises up and um, I'm going against the natural. I'm pushing into... No, Jesus, this is what you. This is who you say you are. I, I'm going to believe this. This is who, who you say you are. So I go through tons of different tests. I mean, they found some some things. It comes out to be nothing. Um, attack after attack, financially, um, physically, things like that. I had no problems before. Um, you know, they found found some a couple of things in the in the tests they do, but then. Um, again, it came out to be nothing, and then I started having attacks on my stomach. I had to go through a colonoscopy, a scope. This is midway through the year. It comes out to be nothing, the things they diagnosed with me with. I mean, like, nothing. I get a paper in. They, they diagnose me with two things after the colonoscopy, and then they say, I get this paper in, and they're like, what we told you was incorrect. So I call them. I'm like, okay, then what was this? We have no idea. I'm like this this is insane so uh, there was a lot in that 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 I'm not going to really go into but um there was about what well, she's she's leaving out a, a lot of things of like the emotional attacks that, right. and and the like the thoughts that come in so there's a big thing with us and we say we're not giving it a path right so the enemy would come and give her thoughts and like these thoughts were just detrimental to her psyche right so it would send her into spirals of depression, spirals of just uh, like fear, fear on top of fear on top of fear, and like it was just, it was really debilitating to her, and, and we couldn't really we couldn't really put a, a finger, so to speak, on it, and so it's along the this, these lines where I start telling her. Like this is an attack, like the the enemy's coming for us. He he's coming for what we've been digging into, and and this this is the way that seems right to a man, right? It's it's the things that we've been taught all our life, and then the enemy comes and tries to put weight on those things when we're no longer supposed to be living in what we call natural, but supernatural. And and so to add to that. My dad has the gene, which is how it got passed to me, and he's walking through cancer. My aunt was diagnosed with cancer 14 years ago and was told that she had six months to live. She's still alive. Um, but again, you have natural versus supernatural, right? So I'm digging into supernatural. No, I don't have to accept this on my life. And I'll be honest, I'm still digging into it. Like, we're still walking it out, right? So kind of get over that um we this is sep mm, i don't know uh august july kind of have a like four week of a little bit of peace there um feeling good jamie and crickets are running partners we we uh run four times a week whatever whatever we can so used to yeah used to um so we i my rule in life is i don't let myself go three days without 
working out. That was my rule. Um, and that's was thrown out the window. But so at that time, we're, we're working out, we're running, and um, in the middle of the night, well, I have to say, I started getting this point when I get this gene, I'm like, okay, like you start losing all sense of control, okay? Like over the years, the Lord has like released me of some control in my life. But you get told this and you're like, okay, whatever my life looks like, right? And I didn't understand I was prophesying death over my life. And, and one Sunday in, in worship, I was like, I was saying, even in death, Jesus, like I rest in you like a truck. And he goes, you're prophesying death over your life. And I was like, so I repented. I like spoke life over my life. I reversed all of this stuff that I've been doing because I thought I was doing it in like a, I'm confident in you. I trust you, you know? And uh, so along August, I wake up in the middle of the night and have like an ache in my leg and it's a deep ache, you know, no pulled muscle, nothing like that. And that went on for about a week. And then the whole week it started, my calf started cramping up and just cramping up. And I'm like, this is super odd. And then come September, I started waking up in the middle of the night with what I thought was my heart racing. And it was my nerve, I didn't know this at the time, but it was my nervous system waking me up, like seriously shaking. And I didn't tell Wesley for a while because again, I'm like, no, this is an attack. Like, no, and I'm, I'm praying against it. And finally I tell Wesley, I'm like, if it's my heart, you know, like I need to tell him. And so I tell him, at this time, I thought all these things were separate. Then I come in from working out one night, this is a few weeks later, and my entire left leg goes numb. It's the leg that was having the pain. And so bad, I'm, I'm like, we're gonna go to the ER, you know? And I, I, I don't take pain medicine. I've had three surgeries for female issues. I, do, I don't take their pain medicine. I don't get it filled. I don't, like, I, my pain tolerance is, is decently tough, I feel like. And um, so I'm like, massaging it, trying to get the circulation back. And then I started just feeling like abnormally off in my head. We go to bed, I didn't go to the ER, and I get up in the middle of the night to go to the restroom and I'm having to use the wall to as support to walk to the bathroom. And um, I'm sorry, I'm an ugly crier, so get ready for it. <laughs> so, um, I walk to the bathroom, I feel my head is dizzy. It's like, you know, there's there's lots of stuff going on and I don't understand it. So I make an appointment the next day. And I get to the doctor and my blood pressure is almost 160 over 96. And my blood pressure is typically like 105 over 60. And uh, they said that happens when you're in chronic pain. And so what happened then was I started having these pokes, like someone was poking me with a needle or stabbing me with a knife, like, I'm talking intense, intense, intense. And um, I'm like, what is this? Like, I still am not to the point, I think all this stuff goes together. And then I start having, they, they run some tests, I'm like, I think I have Lyme's disease, and there's stories and how that comes about and everything, but I'm like, I think I have Lyme's disease, because Lyme's disease is, is all these things. And what I didn't know is Lyme's disease doesn't come on like that, it comes on slowly. So my left leg one night starts shooting pain, like shooting pain from my knee to my toes. Um, then the next night, my right leg starts doing this. Then at this point, my arm's going numb, my, leg, my, my right arm's going numb, my left arm's going numb, my other leg's going numb. I would, when I would go to sleep, I'd wake up and my, my back and shoulder would be numb, like 
intense, intense stuff. And I'm like three weeks in, I'm at the doctor's office. And so he starts calling out like, all this stuff looks normal. All your lab stuff is normal. I'm like, how can this be normal? Like, this is not normal. And he says, I think we need to run an MRI to see if you have multiple sclerosis or it could be ALS. So I don't know if you guys know what that, those things are, but ALS literally smothers you out. You lose all loss of your limbs and you die. And, or, and you, then you smother out. And MS puts you in a wheelchair early on. And um, I'm like, so I got you know over this, I'm really not even pushed through the Baraka thing. And, and I didn't tell you, like they want me to do some intense surgeries for that, right? They wanna take all my female parts, all of them. And uh, I hadn't even pushed through even dealing with that, and this comes on. And um, and here's what I thought actually last night. It was like, Wesley and I have, have wanted to have a child for a while. And uh, like, that's where the image of the Lord comes from, right? We're the image of the Lord. So not only have we had difficulty in the area, but now this wants to take even the last bit of chance, right? And so sorry like this is really we're very private people so this is really tough um so he says ms and i'm like no like and, and because of the gene i had to have some other tests done which they look in the back of your eye for and so when i tell him i had that he's like okay then you don't need the mri because you know they diagnose that a lot of times in um ms in that and so um we get kind of past that and i'm like they're just not going to be able to help me. And he puts me on some fibromyalgia medicine, and it, like, just numbs it. Like, just numbs it. Mask it a little bit. And within three weeks, they've increased it. Within another three weeks, they've increased it. About Thanksgiving, I get this. So I was taking this medicine up until, like, January, I guess. But Thanksgiving, it's all I can do to get out of bed. Like, from the end of October till probably middle of December. It was all I could do to even like really move my face like this because the pain was so intense. Um, I would come to church, I would, I would take breaks to get ready. A lot of times I would sit. Most everybody didn't know what was going on. Um, I was using the blow dryer, I would blow dry my hair and I would literally have to take like multiple breaks to even get ready because my, my muscles, to even fill this jar up in my, my refrigerator, my muscles wanted to just give out. And um, so you're having these real things, right? And you have these horrible diagnoses that spoke over you. And it's like, who do I believe? Who do I believe? No, truthfully, I've heard Jesus my entire life. Who do I believe? And um, so I, I was telling Jamie, like, I just want to be found faithful during this. And I remember, Drew, you, you, uh, Along that time, and you had no idea, you you preached this message about Paul being, or I'm sorry, Peter being sifted like wheat, and Jesus is Jesus did not take him out of the trial. He was like, "I pray that your faith doesn't fail you." And I, I told Jamie, I said, "I want to I want to be found faithful. I want to be found. I want to be found faithful to him." And along, go ahead. No, so a, a lot of a lot of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes of, of us at home, 
she's had death sentence after death sentence after death sentence spoken over her like constantly constantly so we're I'm I'm in war like I'm in war in the spirit and I'm trying to I'm trying to be everything that the Lord has called us to be and I'm I'm praying over her I'm worshiping over her and, and and like she she comes in and she's got all these plans for me after she's gone like this is how like this is how real this stuff gets like this is this is the things that the enemy comes for he comes for the things that he knows he can have influence over in our lives he comes out and it's with thoughts it's with small things it it eases in it it creeps in a little at a time until it's big and and so we're in my eyes at this time we're in war like this is war he's coming after my wife he's coming after everything that we preach and teach he's coming after everything that we try to have testimony about he's coming after everything so so we're in war at this time so there's a point to where Vanessa comes in and she's like I want you to promise me this and and like I'm I'm really like the Lord's done such a work in me as far as patience and, and everything like that and I'm like nope we're not doing this and I was eating a sandwich and she said she's like no you know you need to promise me and so I'm like no and when she starts to speak death I speak life mm-hmm. Like I cut her off and I speak life and I go after everything that she's saying. I'm coming in opposite. I'm speaking life over the situation until the point that I'm ready to throw my sandwich in the trash and we're <laughs> like, we're in war and she tries her best to speak death. And I will, I'm, I'm never rude to her really, but I cut her off every time. And I'm like, no, we're not doing this. I was like, I got to get this out though. You know, like this is true. I got to get this out. And he's like, he would not let me No. There's no path. That's what he kept saying. There's no path. There's no path for this. And um, so about Thanksgiving, and and the man you see at church is the man I live with. He, in this time I'm going through all this, he's praying for people when we're out for breakfast. He's praying, and and I am too, right? And and believe in Jesus for everything he is, but, um, so we're still doing those things. Like we're still seated in heavenly places when we're going through stuff, right? So, um, Thanksgiving, I am laying there on the couch because that's all I can do, and I'm listening to this message by Dan Moeller, and it's like 30 minutes, and it's, it's a healing message, and like, if you've ever listened to Dan Moeller, it's like, yeah, like, one in faith, right? And that's why nobody... Everything you've ever known. That's why we never really told anybody, because it's like this one in faith thing, you know, and, and honestly, I didn't have the strength that to speak about it like I couldn't and so I listen at this and it's like this rises up in me like like the sickness you can't stay now remember this is November we're right now in in August this is August 1st okay so we're three week, three months away from it being a year from I get this confidence right confidence Jesus like mm, no this is you nothing stands for you and Ken, what you don't realize, I don't, I don't, I think you knew we were going through something, but you had no clue. Um, you had no clue. I've been told that same week about MS, or it might have been the week before. I listened to that message on on Thursday, Thanksgiving, and um, Sunday comes, and Ken gets up here with a, I'll never forget it. I can almost quote it to this day, with a, a trembling chin, and he says, "The Lord." This is so strong on my heart, but the Lord has said, the Lord has told me 
that someone in here has been told something devastating. And he says, if I can call dry bones to live, then I can do this for you. And so, like, if you would have said that the week before, and it's so important what Drew's saying about, like, what are you doing for the Lord? Like, your voice in someone else's life and listening to Holy Spirit. Because if you would have said that a week before, I didn't have an MS diagnosis probably at that time, I don't think. And I definitely hadn't listened to the, the Dan Moeller message, you know, um, to where I was having this confidence in the Lord. And so you said that, and I'm like, Jesus, you're breathing on this. Yes, like nothing can stand, right? So December. It, it was constant encouragement from the Lord. So yeah. we, we started seeing the faithfulness of the Lord early on with everything that, that's coming up, all these tests, all the things that come on, everything comes back negative, all these things. Like it's, it's the faithfulness of the Lord, and we start seeing it. Well, then the Lord starts speaking, and he starts coming on the scene and I'm, I'm pretty sure it started with you at that point. It, it can't, he came on the scene, and, man, he started giving just constant encouragement. Time after time after time, he would speak. And, and this is like for the, for the men's group when we pray over here, and, I, and I'm talking about how the Lord speaks. It's because I'm seeing how the Lord speaks. It's because I'm, I'm learning from him during this time, and I want everybody to understand how the Lord speaks because it's, it's unifying. So um, during that time that it was so intense, I remember like just saying, I became aware, and this is really real, I became aware that Wesley had guns in the house. Like it was that intense. Like I was, now he's coming for life. He's come, he came for peace, he came for joy. He came for all the fruits of the Spirit. Now he's coming for life, and life is the will of the Lord. And I remember that night I said, Lord, I will never, I will never do that. But this is so bad. I need you to take me. I cannot live another day. And the next morning, I remember looking out the window, and like we have this tree in our backyard, this huge tree that blocks the sun all the time. And then the next morning, the sun was so big. And it was like he was saying, like, I create the sun to sustain itself every day. It comes up every day. And I take care of these birds. And it was like he was saying, Vanessa, this is a season. This is a season. And I'm like, oh, but I can't see out of this season, right? And um, so then we fast forward to January. And I found a holistic doctor. And this medicine is just numbing it. So the Lord has, like, He's done stuff like that. Like the Lord, we think he's in the small things. Like we forget the creation and those things. And like, man, if you just look for him, he's in everything. He truly is in everything. And so there's so many stories like that when the lies would come oh, that felt like I was drowning. He would come like that and it would be like over and over again. He would just be like encouraging my heart. and. But the, but it was up and down, guys. Like a hundred percent was up and down. Tons, up and down. Tons of highs where he's feeling better for a few days, and it's like it's really good. And then there's lows where it's it's back to the devastating lies and stuff that's coming from the enemy. So it's just it's a constant thing, like up and down, up and down. So so January comes. This medicine is just masking it. I'm on the almost the highest dose that I can be on. And, you know, I tell them, and they're just really, like, they have no clue, right? So 
found a holistic doctor and in February um, I go to her and she immediately finds that I have a bacterial infection that's attacking my nerves and my muscles and so my my muscles were also being like kind of like you would like wring out a a, a shirt like they were they were being pulled out of me it I cannot ever tell you how intense it was that's all I'm gonna say um I, I can't um but every every muscle every nerve in my body it, it was random stuff everywhere you had no idea my fingers would move on their own my thumbs would move on their own um it, it was it was insane my face would would do the same thing it was just it was awful and um So February, I find her. She she says, okay, you know, we'll, we'll do these supplements. And she puts me on these supplements. And within a couple of weeks, I was feeling some better. Now, the numbness, the pain went away, like the intense pricking and all that stuff. But the numbness, the sweating at the knees, I would sweat at the knees. I'd wake up and my, my bed would be wet where I would be sweating. And um, I would, it was crazy stuff. And so, so we, we, start, we start seeing... So we start getting smarter, for lack of a better word. We start getting smarter and we start seeing how the enemy's trying to come through everything. So she would randomly be texting somebody and it would come up MS yeah, in her phone. It would. Or she would be, look, we'd be looking at something and it would come up ALS or it would come up cancer or it would come up something. Like it was constant, the, the enemy was constantly bombarding. So here's what, here's what we need to know as Christians. The serpent in in Genesis that that whispered to Eve, he's still whispering. He's still whispering. He's mm -hmm. still talking. He's still throwing everything that he can at you. He's still trying to manipulate the word of the Lord and the spirit of the Lord. He's trying to take all of those things that he can. He's coming at every one of us constantly, and he's never going to shut up. But we have something greater. We have something louder is also speaking. It's also talking. It's also showing us stuff. It's also reaching out to us in ways that we could never imagine. And, and that's the spirit of the Lord. So we have to discern. Is this the spirit of the Lord? Is this the spirit of the enemy? And one quick, easy way to know that is one speaks life, one speaks death. Yeah. So for sake of time, I'm just going to move, move a little faster. And so... Um, I, I'm going to this doctor, and, and she's amazing. She is. She I've sent like nine people to her, and um, she deals with some major complex cases. And one of them is my cousin, and he had limes actually, and he was in a wheelchair when he went in. And within four months, he, he was able to walk in her office. Um, that wasn't the case with me. I, I've seen her since February every month but one. So I would have these random things of getting better and then it would come back on. And I, I was like, you know, I started to doubt, like, can I be, can I be fixed? Like, is this something bad? I, I'm not going to the conventional doctors. I don't want they're gonna, what they're gonna say spoken over me. Um, and so about, I think it was about five or six weeks ago, I had this dream in the middle of the night about my friend, um, it, it, or his name is Alan and it's me, Alan and the Lord and I said to the Lord like don't you want to heal me so that Alan will believe and I think in me 
I think in the dream, Alan may have actually been me. Like, you know, I may have been because I'm trying to get areas of unbelief out of my out of my life. And I'm asking the Lord to father me through getting all of this unbelief out because I want to see people in wheelchairs get out. Like I, I want to see that happen. That's what he paid for. And so I'm asking him to do that. And in this dream, I'm like, okay, I wake up until Wesley. I'm like, it's like in the dream, it was a mirror in a miracle form. It wasn't, you know, with any doctors or whatever. And so then I've got this, okay, she's not able to help me. You know, I'm still not getting well. And so fast forward to probably, well, so we had another attack where Emily had actually, um, well, a man, so a man at my sister's church had actually, he's from California, never met him in my life. We went up there for a conference. He spoke over me. He called me out of the, out of the crowd and he was like, you've had death spoken over your life. He has no clue. You have death spoken over your life. And he, he rebuked it and he, he prayed over me. And so again, the Lord's encouraging the entire time, um, about Six weeks ago, right after that dream, I go to my holistic doctor and she's like, I, I, she's like, I, you need to come back next month. I, we've got to figure this out. And so I'm like, hmm, she can't help me, you know? And again, this is, I'm still shaking every single night. Every time I sleep, every time I wake up, I wake up, myself is shaking and I, I wake myself up in that way. So... Before that appointment, that couple of weeks before that appointment, the enemy came in with everything that he could against me, against her, against our house, like against everything to the point that without having to go into too much detail, my entire inheritance has, has now been taken away from me and given to somebody else. So, and that's like, I'm so good with it. I've got so much peace with it. It's so fine. It, it is so fine. And, but like the enemy's coming for everything he can come for, for one reason, because we have the ability to affect people through his word, through his spirit. We've been sowing in and trying to become what he's paid for with his blood. And the enemy cannot stand it and he wants to break it. So we're having to either we're either having to stand or we're having to fall one way or the other. And so the enemy comes, he comes after everything, trying to like get us against each other. He, he's trying to get me against my entire family. Mm -hmm. Like he's trying to set the stage and, and I'm getting, I'm getting calls and text messages and, and my aunt calls and she says, I'm fairly certain you're going to burn in hell because of the way that you're living your life. She has no idea. Like she has no idea. And I'm like, man, I'm sorry you feel that way. But I love you. And like, you know, like like that this is the kind of stuff that the, that that's happening. Anything to make us break what we're trying to live. So about that time, I think it was that same week actually, Emily had sent me a text and she was praying over us and she said, I feel like there's one big wave, big, one more big wave coming. And I'm like, mm -hmm. which I rebuked, by the way. Yes, he did. He did. But, um, but it wasn't a bad thing. It's <laughs> the end of the season. <laughs> and I mean, again, there's so much in this that it would take forever to tell. But um, so she says this and I'm like, oh, oh, what is it? You know, you're in the natural. What is it? And you don't hold on to the fact that you think it's coming to an end you see the bad part, right? So that's, again, in the natural. Why do, why do we 
Why does darkness seem to speak louder than light? Why does, why does the, why do these things, why does diagnoses, why do those things seem to trump the life of Jesus? Like, I'm, I'm being serious. Like, this is where my heart was. Like, I want unbelief out. Like, Jesus, are you who you say you are? And, um, so that week happens, and then I go for my annual checkup, and they found a spot on my breast. Again, 88% chance of breast cancer, right? So um, I'm like, I'm so much more confident in Jesus than I was at this time last year, but because between exam and exam and exam, I'm like, what's going to come up? What's going to come up? And here I have something that I've been told, you've got something, and, and you need to have it checked out. And I'm like... Jesus, why am I, why am I peace, why am I having peace about this? Is it because it's going to be okay? He never answered me, but he did say, I had, I had like four specific lies that were specific to this season. And, and he said, I don't speak with those lies. And I was like, okay, like, I'm just going to rest confident. So I go to the exam. There's a lot of details in that too, but, um, it was fine. Obviously this was two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And so, so fast forward to about, oh, there was nothing there. <laughs> yeah, no, that, yeah, no, did I not say that? No. There was nothing. I'm sorry. No. See, you got to interject. No. There was nothing there. Well, there was a, yeah, there was nothing there. Yeah. It was nothing. It was nothing. It was nothing. And um, so, yeah, it was actually something that should have, they say that you're just made that way and um, it should have been there all along but it didn't, it just came up over the last couple of months. And she said, no, when this is like this, it's there your entire life. And I'm like, hmm, you know, that, okay. So again, another attack. Um, so about two weeks ago, I started having the intense nerve pain again. And, and again, remember, like I still am having the sweating at the legs. My legs feel like they can barely go. Um, I'm, I'm just walking, I'm still not able to run. Um, just barely walking and but I'm walking and that's a blessing and so I guess I'm having numbness still all that stuff but then the 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 nerve stuff starts coming back the painful pokes and the muscle stuff and the nerve and I just go to my doctor and you know she can't find anything again there she has no clue and so this week it started coming back pretty bad to where I was two days, I, I could barely walk two days this week, this week, Tuesday and Wednesday, barely walk. And um, so we start trying, like in the natural people try to rationalize and almost defend Jesus. He's given me this peace because I've got this disease and he's going to walk through this with me. Like, no, that's not Jesus. Jesus heals. End of story. But we, we try to defend Jesus. We try to take up for him and try to make him look good through our situations, which is it's craziness. But it's, it's, again, the way that seems right to a man. And we're trying to live past that. So on Wednesday night, I, I go to bed, and I'm in a pretty dark place. Like, I, I feel like I just know that it, there's darkness. Um, and that goes against every part of my natural and Christianity belief, right? I know the devil can't come in a believer. And I don't think before this I ever thought he could come on a believer. But he absolutely can. Um, there was oppression on, on me that I cannot, I cannot explain. 
Um, and so Tuesday and Wednesday, Wednesday night, I go to bed and I'm like, Jesus, I really just need you to come to me in my dream tonight. And I wake up in the, the next morning and I've had a nightmare. And so I was not going to tell Wesley because I thought it was a nightmare. And um, I had w- I'd walked through Tuesday night, you know, I'm still praying, still reading all this stuff, even, you know, not able to walk. And um, I turned on upper room and they had they were talking about these opening and closing of doors on Tuesday night. And he was talking about, you know, forgiveness and, you know, we believe the Lord can forgive us, but then we don't walk through forgiving ourselves. And so I'm like, whatever, Jesus, if you need to get this out, get this out. Like, I I don't want anything. And so I I walked through forgiving myself for toxic relationships, um, you know, issues before marriage, like, you know, a lot of stuff. And so I, I walked through all of that. And then this dream, I start telling, well, Wesley, he has his Jesus time between like six and seven. So, so in this same week, so she's, this is this week, yeah, this, is this week, this past week, she is, uh, in this attack again. And, uh, so the enemy comes for me at the same time. So I'm having intense back pain like intense back pain, it's taking my breath, I can't hardly stand up, I can't sit down, I can't lay down, it's one of those crazy things. And so I'm, I'm going after it, man, I'm going after this thing, I'm like, Jesus, from brand new spine, brand, you know, just going through my, my thing. And um, the next morning I wake up and these knots and things have come up on my hands and they're itching and they're like, I'm like, well, no, like no, we ain't even about to start this and I start going after that. So then I think it's the next morning I wake up and I've got these sores on my tongue and I'm like, this is crazy. All like, in the same 24 hours. All, all in the same, this same past week. And so I'm having my Jesus time and before she tells me her dream and uh, I remember the scripture where it says to count these things as joy when we're going through them, our trials, our, you know, our temp- all these things, count them as joy. And so I've got intense back pain I've got these things on my hand and I've, I've got these sores on my tongue and this is me in the living room. Jesus, I count this as joy. I count it as joy and I start laughing and I'm like, it dawns on me. This is all spiritual. This is all spiritual. So man, I, I like Jesus, I thank you for this trial. I thank you because this means that the word of God is true. It means the enemy's not going to waste his time coming after something that's not the truth of the Lord. And this dawns on me when I've like knew these things, but it dawns on me that this is a spiritual attack and that he's coming after the word of the Lord. And so I'm like, I'm on fire and I'm like, this is over. And so he comes in to tell me and I'm kind of like your face. I'm like, mm. Like, this is, this last year and a half has not been joy for me. Like, I mean, there's been up and downs of victory, you know, like, but I'm over this at this point. Like, I even said to him at one point, it was like, we, we felt like we wasted half of our life, you know? And so like, we're all in for Jesus. And I was like, this is taken a year and a half of our life. Like, aren't you sick of this yet? You know? And here he is, it's joy. And I'm like, like oh, oh no I mean I'm so thankful for who he is and he lives it out you know I'm am um but this is the confident he never came to me once never was like he he would constantly say to me I'm confident Jesus is going to show up 
I'm his helper in everything I do. If we get groceries, I try to get every single bag so that he can't get them. I everything, and I'm laying in the bed for weeks, for days, and he goes, I'm confident Jesus is gonna show up. And so, so Thursday he told me that, and uh, I said, that's interesting. I had this dream, and I tell him, and he goes, well, so the dream is, I'm in our, our laundry room, and I realize our garage door is open. And I, I go to close it, and I open the laundry door to the garage door, and, the, and I see a, someone out there. And they see me, and they try to come in. And so I slam the door back, and I couldn't get the garage door closed. I slam the door back, and I lock it, and then I turn to Wesley, and I'm like, give me the gun. Give me the gun. I'm going to shoot him because, like, he's trying to get in or whatever. I'm going to just shoot at the door and hope that it hits him. And uh, This is the night that she asked the Lord to visit her in her it dreams. It was. It was. And I didn't think it was the Lord because I thought it was a nightmare. Um, so then it goes to this basement setting, and I can see in the basement, like, I can see, you know, the stairs, and I can see this person walking up and down the stairs. And... Um, I can, it's like lumber or whatever. And again, there's their legs and that's all I can see. And I'm like, give me the gun. I'm going to shoot them. He's the gun person. I'm not the gun, gun person. Like, I, I, no. And so why, why do I ask for the gun? So I, I get the gun and I shoot the person in the legs or try and I miss them. And it's like they, the, it's a woman and she looks down at me and she's like, her look on her face was like, you've exposed, you're, you, you're now exposed. It's not that she's exposed. I'm exposed. We're exposed. And so she's coming down the step, and I wake up. She, I never, yeah, I never, she never gets, like, fully down to us. She never got to us. And um, my sister's husband kind of has been, inter like, done some dream interpreting for a while, and I sent it to uh, my sister and my, my sister and him. And she actually responded back, and she's like, a basement means a foundational setting. Because he, he points out this garage door. I'm like, okay, maybe this is spiritual. It, well, and, so the, the doors is the message she listened to a couple of nights yeah. ago. We're opening doors, and we're not closing doors, and we're opening the wrong mm -hmm. doors. And right. Like it, it's a big, long message. You should look it up. It's up there. Yeah, it's really good. But, um, and so, so she says, the basement is actually means a foundational setting. And she said, the Lord has given you everything to recognize this as demonic attacks. And she said, a gun actually means your spiritual weapon. And I'm like, okay, this, this is spiritual. And he had just 30 minutes before, 20 minutes before, said, I think this is all spiritual, Vanessa. Now, now don't get us wrong. Like, the, everything that's coming against us was fully physical, right? I'm like, okay, is this really? And so... We decided we were going to share it with our friends, Christy and Alan, the one that was in the dream. And um, because we we have, again, we've not told anybody hardly what's been going on out of trying to be confident in what the Lord's going to do. But I think that was a little bit of immaturity, too, because um, I people see confidence. Right. And I'm, I'm not trying to be arrogant here, but people see confidence but they don't know where the confidence comes from. So we want you to know, like we're not just arrogantly confident. Our confidence comes from the battle, from, from the way that we've seen the Lord show up. So we probably need to skip the 
Yeah. So, so Friday comes and, um, I'm in there and I'm, I'm telling my friend, like, we're going to, we're going to share this with you guys. We're going to share this with you guys. I realized she's like, you need to go to Washington regional and have some tests run. And I'm like, I'm just realizing in the last couple of days that this is spiritual. This is fear versus faith. And this is a spiritual attack. And once this spiritual attack attack stops, I believe I will physically be healed. And I'm saying that and I'm, I'm typing it. I'm reading it again. And I'm going, whoa, those four words stuck out to me. Faith for fear versus faith. And once I, the spiritual battle ends, I will physically be healed. And like this confidence rises up in me. And I'm like, so I start praying and speaking in tongues at home. And um, so I, I start dry heaving, like dry heaving out of nowhere. I haven't had breakfast. I'm fine dry heaving. And I'm like, Lord, if anything needs to come out of me, let it come out of me. And I start throwing up and I threw up three times. What does that mean? I don't, I, I sure hope it's like what Wesley thinks it is, which is unbelief or, or you know, wrong belief or whatever. Um, but I call him because he's not home and I tell him and he's like, whoa, that's pretty crazy. And then within 30 minutes, I, and I actually started praying over him. I got off the phone with him, praying over him. This stuff goes away, whatever. So I, I'm, at, I'm at our, we're building a house right now. So I'm at that house working and I'm by myself and I'm just, I'm just singing. And for some reason, I'm singing some old hymns that I grew up with, and uh, I'm singing those, and um, I'm singing Turn Your Eyes Toward Jesus, and, and where it talks about the things of earth will go strangely <laughs> dim, right? It hits me, like, in, in my life, that song, when they talk about the things of earth, it's been always made as sin. It's always been made as sin, but it's, it's sin needs to be dealt with, absolutely, but it's not just sin. It's, it's the things of earth that we try to rationalize and use our, our earthly mind and our earthly thinking instead of changing and our mind being renewed. And, and if you look at the translation for that, when it says to renew your mind, it says to think like you've never thought before because we've grew up as fallen man separated from God Jesus came to you know he come to bring all that back so we should now be back to that right mind of 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 children of God in that spiritual place and the supernatural should just be natural now it shouldn't be and and earthly should be subnatural does that make sense so i'm singing and when i when that revelation comes on i'm like whoa so i start singing again and uh my throat gets kind of closed up. Oh, I didn't, I forgot to say, I almost choked to death too with all this other stuff I was eating and, and like I almost choked, like, like literally almost choked. Same day. But I refused to die. I did. I promise you I refused to die. I said, nope, this ain't happening. So with everything in me, I hacked up what I was choking on. Anyway, so. I, no, it was like. Like, like, like she was in the kitchen and I was in our office and she I heard, heard I heard it like, go down before he starts and I'm like that's not that's not right that's not good yeah, yeah. anyway um, so I'm, I'm singing the revelation hits my throat closes up and I start coughing and I start dry heaving 30 minutes ago she's just done this I start dry heaving and I'm like okay Jesus if there's any unbelief or wrong belief in me I want it out and I throw up out by my truck hacking throwing up and I call her and I'm like guess what 
I just threw up. And I, I thought the first the first thing I thought was it was was it the Arby's the night before? Because I no, I seriously did, and I didn't have the same thing he had. But I was like, again, natural, right? I never thought what's Jesus doing for him too. Like this is just weird. I mean, and and this goes against every part of my human reasoning, every part of it. Like I can't, ex you can't make this stuff up. Like you can't, but you have to look for where what Jesus is doing. So, are you, so yesterday, for the last year and a, at least year, I've had to clean the house in spurts. Like, I'll do bathrooms today or whatever. Yesterday, I cleaned the entire house all at once. After doing two miles, I did walk, but I still did two miles. And it's been how long since we did two miles? It's been a long time. And back in September... Before this came on, we were doing three miles. And uh, now, we sat here to tell you, like, I've probably got 15% left that I feel like needs to come out of me. And we're sitting here in faith saying, this is fresh, so we feel like the Lord wants to, us to share it, right? In faith that believing I'm going to be fully healed, believing he's revealed to us that this is spiritual. And the, like, it's going to only break through him in a miraculous way. And even that goes against everything. That, like, it's what I've been praying for. It's what I've been praying for. Like, get all the unbelief out of me. Anyway, yesterday, I get to clean the entire house. My legs do not feel like worms are literally eating them. Or electricity is running up and down them. And my arms. I'm just like, I feel like the Lord, I know this is what he's done for me for the last year and a half. He's getting me back to the awe and wonder of who he is. Like, like full-fledged, like, Jesus, you're so beautiful. Like, even in the junk, you're so beautiful because you, like, sustained me and you came every week and you, like... You, like, there's thoughts, like, Emily and Jamie, like, we would bounce off each other, and he would come, like, the next day, and it would be like, what in the world are you doing? And again, I felt like he was saying, Vanessa, this is a season, and, and you're going to get through this, even when I didn't know. Like, I truly didn't know, and I had every part of hell telling me I was not going to get through it. But his voice was more powerful than all of it. And so, again, we're standing here in faith saying Wesley I asked him I was like will you call Drew like this was yesterday because I was like this is so fresh I feel like if we don't say it we're gonna lose it and and you know what I mean and so and Drew was like yeah I I didn't think I was gonna get to preach my message anyway for whatever reason I'm like like you can't make this stuff up and Janie says this morning like all week on your heart's been healing you had no idea that's what we're talking about today and you said that about the lady the, the lady this week like the Lord is doing something, and we have to recognize that even in the junk, even in the junk we go through. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, including service times, contact information, and online giving, please visit www.fhop.church.